Drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? Well, you probably have some skeletons in your family closet. But some skeletons are not even whispered about in hushed tones, and for good reason. Nowhere is that more true than in the sweeping cane fields of North Queensland, where, for more than a decade before the Second World War, an organised crime group with links to the Calabrian Mafia wreaked terror in the form of kidnapping, extortion and murder. A new three-part series explores this little-known era of Australian history. It's hosted by Australian actor Anthony LaPaglia and co-produced by Adam Grassetti, who joins me now. Adam, welcome to you. Thanks, Andy. Lovely to be here. You were born in Innisfail in far north Queensland and raised in Cairns. This is a bit of a personal story for you as well, isn't it? It is, Andy. Um, my my roots go um, back to the 1920s, really, um, when the... Um, uh, my, my grandparents, my Italian grandparents arrived uh, and um, were part of that sort of massive wave of early Italian immigration into the North Queensland uh, sugarcane growing districts. Yeah. It was the 1930s when the sugarcane growing communities in North Queensland were terrorised by an extortion racket known as Lomano Nera or the Black Hand. Tell me about this group. So ostensibly it was a group of individuals that came from the region of Palmi, um, the, the region of Reggio in Calabria. Um, they have become known as sort of the founding fathers of, well, disorganised crime um, <laughs> in, in Australia. Um, and I guess they oh, they tried to... Uh, instill in their countrymen the sort of sense of fear that was um, prevalent back in in Italy with um, various sort of forms of mafiosi. Um, now, you know, there's there's speculation as to how successful they were. I mean, certainly they did extort people. There were murders committed. Um, but I do get the sense that, you know, they were really, um, in, instead of being a real sort of slick machine, they were, uh, you know, more a bunch of ragtag thugs that were were trying it on, um, but were, were, you know, intimidating, stood over people, threatened people, you know, poisoned um, livestock, burnt crops, sent extortion letters and more. You've been, in fact, researching the Black Hand and the communities they tormented for over 20 years now. It, it is a history that's well known uh, in that part of the world. Why have we only learnt about this now? Why is there renewed interest in this history? Because certainly when it comes to organised crime in other countries, I just think of Boston and, you know, New York City in the United States, these stories are yeah, really front-page news. Uh, Andy, I could probably write a book um, on on that, you know, answering that question as to to why. It, um, but I think you know a large part of it um, comes down to the timing of um, you know the and dynamics within the media in, in industry. Um, you know, we're at a point now when uh, we sort of started to open up. Um, and and get him uh, you know, these stories from regional areas, you know, are 
global stories, you know. So early on I had to sort of push against um, uh, arguments that, you know, it was a regional story, no one's interested in it. But, um, you know, we were able to kind of widen that frame and show that in actual fact it drew in um, narratives that engaged the uh, rise of fascism, paramilitary um, groups in Australia, uh, the white Australia policy, you know, the, the, um, uh, the, the racism that um, this new migrant group, the Italians, suffered and endured and lived through. So um, it, it's all about timing, I think, and, and, uh, and, a, and a lot of sort of, you know, you just keep working until the timing um, opens the door. Really. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this reign of terror lasted for a little over a decade, why do we talk about it in a decade sense? Because there was quite a concerted response from what what was the Queensland Police in in that decade. Yeah, we we frame it within a decade, sort of. So from the from the late nineteen twenties through to the um, late nineteen thirties. Um, so in the late nineteen twenties was the first few sort of instances of people being targeted. Um, with attempts of extortion or um, shots fired at their homes, etc., uh, and then we we follow the rise of the gang through um, the perspective of the leader Vincenzo D'Agostino. Um, we anchor the rise of the Black Hand to um, historical events, um, the rise of fascism, the invasion of Abyssinia by or what is now Ethiopia, uh, and it's bookended sort of wonderfully by um, the advent of World War II. So that's how we can frame it within that 10 years because over the course of those years, as the Italian community started to resist the efforts, the pressure that the Black Hand and its members were feeling extended beyond just their um, ethnic group um, and it was and it was um, maintained by, as you said, the Australian Queensland Police Force, who was really starting to take it more and more seriously. You know, even um, Robert Menzies, who in the sort of mid-1930s was engaged as the Minister for the Interior, you know, even he knew about it. Um, the, the head of the um, Commonwealth Investigation Bureau in Brisbane, you know, um, also sort of recruited a number of police officers um, to study Italian. So as the years went on, it was becoming more and more serious um, and, you know, through a simple uh, twist of fate or uh, luck perhaps in the, with World War II, um, the eyes and the scrutiny of the Italian community, um, was, yeah, it was being sort of more, they were being all being more scrutinised by um, the Anglo-Australian sort of population and then authorities within. If you just join me on RN Drive, you're hearing from co-producer Adam Grossetti. Uh, we're talking about his new documentary series about the Black Hand Mafia group. I'll give you some details in a moment where, you, where and when you can catch it. Of course, this does tell a, a story in parallel, if you like, about the Italian migrant experience more broadly in Australia at that time. And there's also this interesting kind of geographical connection to where migrants came from in Italy to where they settled and and if there was uh, organised or, as you say, disorganised crime, where that flourished. I mean, you, for example, you know, you have the Andrangheta that sort of flourished in the stone fruit growers along the Murray River. But in Queensland, it was its own kind of 
thing for a while, its own kind of experience. Yeah, that's right. It um, we've we've never called it the um, we've never called that sort of Queensland experience um, the Ndrangheta. Um, that phrase uh, came about in nineteen was first used in Calabria in nineteen twenty seven, and then um, as you uh, you quite rightly point out was used um, was commonly associated with uh, areas down south. But the people who are in the contemporary um, uh, uh, Ndrangheta organisation, they are linked, there are familial links to some of the areas in Calabria that we visited um, and that um, some of our uh, characters um, uh, came from, some of our people came from. Uh, so we that's why we sort of feel that these were the, the founding fathers of what would later become that organisation. Um I also want to point out as well that, uh, you know, I have a lot of Calabrian and Sicilian friends and um, we in no way, shape or form want to demonise that part of Italy we, and we, we want to acknowledge that these people, um, you know, were often, um, uh, you know, we're coming out of the Depression. They're incredibly desperate. It's desperate times. They're um, usually impoverished often illiterate. Um, so the circumstances that led them to perhaps, you know, continue their life of crime um, are not, you know, they're, they're, there are many and, many and varied and we need to keep all of those, you know, in our mind. Uh, working on this series and in the years that you've been researching this community, what was the one story that really surprised you, that made your jaw drop? It's probably... It's probably not associated with any act of um, violence or crime or any of the extortion attempts. Um, it actually occurred to me um, when I was in Calabria and we were filming, we interviewed in, in episode two, you'll, you'll meet this incredible woman that we interviewed. Her mother um, was living in Ingham and her first husband was um, murdered. And the mother returned to Italy and remarried and this woman is the, is the product of that second marriage and, but she still has familial ties to North Queensland. When I was talking with her, we, had the, we both shed tears because she, she said, well, your grandparents were there when my mother was there and they would have gone to the same bakery, they would have gone to the same Italian, you know, and we had this kind of um, connection that just was so profound and it's hard to really give it the gravity um, that, that, you know, give it as much gravity as I felt at that moment. And and it was this watershed moment and, and she says something, I won't reveal what she says, but she says something that sort of lightened everybody's load when, when, um, when she spoke with Anthony on screen. So I think the most profound and moving things for me were moments like that, but also on a kind of a meta level, um, when when um, my wonderful executive producer, Alan Erson from Wild Bear, phoned me and said, we're on, you know, we've got the money, we're going to do it. It was the first time in about 20 years that I, that I hadn't wondered anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Your story about the elderly lady really does reveal the, the sort of sentimentality and the pool of the old country. And, you know, it is the pool of ancestors as well. And uh, your series really does contextualise some of those links to the old country. Uh, Black Hand premieres tonight, 8.30pm on ABC TV and on ABC iview. Uh, thre- the co-producer of this gripping three-part series, Adam Grassetti. Thank you so much. And thanks Thank for being so my much. guest. Andy, an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.